Influencers Network Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Craig. I'm the Executive Director for Influencers Global Ministries out of Bentonville, Arkansas. Uh, as I've been telling you guys, uh, we've been doing, going on the road quite a bit uh, lately to visit all the different regions and talk about our new uh, curriculum changes, uh, but also really just wanted to go out and encourage the brothers. Uh, I feel a bit like Paul going and visiting all the all the churches that he uh, helped get started and just uh, just encouraging them and seeing what's going on and knowing how to pray for them better. And, and, and I love for you all out in the, out there all over the country, all over the world who might hear this podcast just to know how to pray for, uh, for the different regions. So today I am in Fort Mill, South Carolina. Strangely enough, it's kind of where the hurricane activity is not too far away, but it turned out it's, it's kind of dissipating. So, uh, we've had no problems, thankfully, but, uh, but I'm here with Glenn Gordon and Glenn is, uh, He's a, what I call a champion, and I, a champion is a guy that God has raised up. We didn't recruit him. God recruited him, mm-hmm. uh, and, and, and there's guys like him out all over the country. But Glenn's a guy that God chose and, and kind of raised up in this area, So uh, and, and there's a lot of things that have been happening the last few years. So, so welcome, Glenn. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah. So, Glenn... Um, I want everybody to get a flavor for what happened, so we just got to tell the story. Kind sure. of tell the story of what, how it all started. How it, how did influencers get to Fort Mill, South Carolina? So once you tell, pick it up from there. Absolutely. Um, so I'll start midway through the through through my story, I okay. guess, uh, okay. and it goes to uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma. Um, I uh, moved there in 1990. I just found out uh, who my real father was and uh, decided I want to go to live live with him. Um, my sophomore year in high school and my dad there and, and stepmom who I came to know were were involved with uh, Victory Christian uh, Church uh, there and uh, right across from ORU and at ORU actually and so <clears throat> I uh, they put me in the high school there Victory Christian High School and uh, I met a guy pretty pretty much my first or second week there called uh, by the name of Ron Griffin and uh, we became best friends so that's my junior year in high school and inseparable. So uh, long story short, you know, several, several years later, um, he had gone through the journey uh, there in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And I believe he was in your one of your groups. He was, right? yeah. Yeah, he went through my group. Yeah. yeah. And um, I knew his uh, brother-in-law, Robert Joe. Oh, that's right. And Robert recommended that. Bob. Rob, well, I call him Robert. <laughs> yeah. It depends how you know him, what, what season of life he was in. But uh, yeah, he recommended Ron to go through the journey. And so he went, he got him to my group. So, yeah. Yeah. An interesting story. So I was um, in L.A. at the time uh, and, and Ron had just gotten back from being wherever he was and was in Huntington Beach. And that's how God kind of brought us back together mm-hmm. initially. And uh, he had just had his first daughter, Katie, and my wife was pregnant uh, with our first. And then we realized that uh, we were moving and uh, we were moving to uh, Charlotte uh, and then wound up in Fort Mill, which Fort Mill is a bedroom community of uh, Charlotte, North Carolina. And so we get here and we were looking for a a house in the neighborhood that we're now in Baxter village, uh, which, you know, you've been in Mm -hmm. and uh, Ron called me and he goes, Hey, uh," he goes, we're moving our company from, uh, from Huntington beach, California to either Michigan or North Carolina. 
And uh, and then a couple of days later, he goes, you know, we got we're going to move it to North Carolina. And uh, he goes, my wife, Lucia, is out there. We're going to be out there, you know, this next week. And we're looking in this uh, community called Baxter Village. So the exact same place that we were moving into that week, mm. he, you know, across the entire country was moving into the exact same neighborhood that I was. Wow. I mean, the chances of that. So you are, guys were destined to stay connected. We were, we were <laughs> destined. And it's interesting. Um, about a year later, um, Andrea was in town. Um, Rob, uh, Ron's partner had, had passed and, and she was in town for that. And uh, she actually looked at us and I forgot how it came up, but we were at his wake and uh, she said, and she knew me from high school too. She goes, you guys are intertwined. You're connected. Mm. And I kind of just, didn't think about it at the time, but it's, that's, it was totally spot on. Right. Mm. So, um, so that's, uh, so we were in the same community for a while. And then Ron was called, uh, to go back out to Oklahoma and become the executive director for Shepherd's Fold. Right. And that's where he is to this day. So fast forward to 2015, um, he had reached out to me about the journey and I don't remember how it was initially, how it, I think he sent me the book. Well, he kept asking me, hey, do you guys have anything in, in North Carolina? I've got my one of my best buds is out there. And I said, no, we don't. But we could we could train him up and how to do it, you know, and it just kind of never. So I think he just decided to be better if he just took you through it. Right. Yeah. I think he sent me the book, um, Journey to the Inner Chamber. And I want to say it set on my nightstand for a little bit, uh-huh. you know, and then finally he uh, was like, I'm, I'm going to lead you through this. And uh, so we did it over the phone. Which, uh, if we didn't have the history that we had and being best friends, you know, I, I think might have been tougher. Yeah. Right. Uh, to be the transparent and just have have the relationship and the trust to share everything. And I was going through some difficult things in my time, uh, especially with my marriage. I mean, it was rock bottom. Well, I was thinking you, you must have been hungry for someone to, to spend that amount of time on the phone going through it. You had to have been hungry. I was. Yeah, I, I, I was. So maybe because of the life circumstances. It, it was. Yeah. And um, so I don't know if we were still going through it when you and I got connected and I wound up getting on a plane and coming out to Malibu. Yeah. For our national summit. Right. That yeah. July. I think we had just wrapped up and I was thinking, you know what, I need to I need to get this started up here. I think that was in the very formative stages of figuring out, you know, getting a group started here. Mm-hmm. And so I, I came out to Malibu, as you know, didn't know a single person out there <laughs> at all, but just showed up as I was. And uh, it changed my life, you know, and, and leaving Malibu, I, I was like, I want to quit my job and do this full time. You know, this is three <laughs> over three years ago. Mm. And so that fall, uh you had just come out with the intro, six-week intro, right, mm-hmm. um, and uh, just rolled that out. So I did that, had a 12 guys go through that, and I had 11 convert to full journey. And um, so that was the first, what I call the first season here. And then the next year, um, you know, uh, after heart attack, stroke, you know, rough pregnancy, baby with heart issues, loss of job, you know, a number of other things. God called me to uh, start up the second group. And I was like, really? Seriously right now? Um, and then uh, Brian Brenner, my co-guide, showed up. And then, you know, four weeks later, literally not even four weeks later, we launched <clears throat> the second six-week intro, you know, put out the call for that and had 33 guys show up, mm. 27 convert. 
And, uh, and then we just launched our third season uh, two weeks ago. And we now have four groups, two different regions, and we have about 55 guys mm. that are going through mm. nine, nine, 10 guides, but 55 guys that are, mm. that are a part of this now. So, well, I want to get to all that. And also I want to talk about F3 sure. in a minute, but, but I want to back up though. So tell tell them what the journey did for you. You said you were going through some marriage things. You, you quickly said you had a heart attack and a baby with, you know, issue. You know, you, you've had a lot of life challenges, but, but try to try to verbalize what the journey meant for you personally. Yeah. And I'd, ha- I'd have to back up a little bit um, and just kind of share uh, a little bit about my testimony and okay, I think sure. it'll be more impactful okay. if you understand that God uses us in our brokenness, mm-hmm. you know, and, um, you know, I'm scarred, you know, I've got battle scars, you know, and I think that, um, has made me effective in, in my witness and testimony to guys, um, because it is so raw and, and, and they can relate. And it's basically like, Hey, sit down and tell me what you're going through. I guarantee you I've been through it, you know, kind of type thing. Right. Done that, done that, done that. That's happened to me. So, um, yeah, so I grew up in, uh, in, in Paducah, Kentucky. I was born in Tulsa. Uh, had three different last names, you know, um, you know, my mom was 15 when she got pregnant with me. Um, and, uh, lived in a trailer park in Sepulpa, Oklahoma, was born there. Never, I guess I met my dad or who's my biological father, but don't remember it. You know, and we moved to Paducah, Kentucky, uh, when I was three or four. And, um, <clears throat> so I, I grew up, my mom remarried and I grew up thinking somebody else was my father. Mm. And, uh, he was, uh, you know, Vietnam vet kind of messed up from that tall, just scary dude. And as I sit here and think about it, you know, I, I can't remember really any positive emotions towards him, you know, from my entire childhood. Right. Scary, scary dude. He's got a, he had this huge death or glory tattoo on his forearm and just super into weapons and just, just very dark mm-hmm. type of person. So, uh, and he was gone all the time. And, uh, you, you know, as far as church goes, you know, we were going to a, Southern Baptist Church up the street, you know, go in, go through the hymn, hymn, you know, the four line hymns and just very legalistic and and religious, if you will. Right. And uh, so that was that was it was rough. You know, we're pretty poor um, in a uh, probably a 750, 800 square foot house. No heat or air. You know, I lived in the attic and. you know, I, I didn't know what air conditioning, I knew what air conditioning was, but never had it, never mm-hmm. lived in it until I was moved to be with my father when I was 16. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so uh, we'd heat the house with kerosene heaters and we'd put plastic over the windows, you know, uh, duct tape it and mm-hmm. for warmth. And uh, uh, mom worked at Walmart, you know, and, and uh, you know, Bill was having an affair with his secretary and... I heard later on that he was doing coke and whatever else. And I remember I was laying in bed one night and the sheriff came up and served papers. And he pretty much, I was in eighth grade then, uh, you know, got in the car and tore off. And I don't think I ever saw him again after that. So he kind of abandoned us in a way. Right. And, um, and then wasn't that long after that, my mom sat me down and, uh, told me that he wasn't my real father, that somebody else was. Mm-hmm. And so 
uh, when Rocky, Rocky and I met this summer, he was telling me about an orphan no more. I mean, that book just, and it just hit me right upside the head, you know, because mm-hmm. of that orphan spirit, right? Yeah, yeah. That I didn't realize I still had and, and still do, I think, even today as, as, as I articulate this. But anyway, so, uh, um, yeah, so uh, mom sat me down, told me, you know, I, who my real dad was. And my dad had gotten saved since then. You know, and but he could never reach out to me because I've been told somebody else is my father, uh, right? And and so you know he'd gone gotten saved and met my stepmom Mickey, who's awesome, um, through Victory Christian Singles, and they were super involved with the church and um, teaching and growing kids God's way, et cetera, et cetera. So finally, you know, with Bill with Bill being out of picture, mom being able to tell me what was going on, you know, <clears throat> you know, I found out who my dad was and came out to Tulsa and. Uh, you know, went into uh, Victory and did my little interview and got accepted and went home and did one of the hardest things I've ever done in my life. And I was telling my mom that I was moving to, to live with my dad. So mm-hmm. moved to Tulsa, didn't know anybody, didn't even know the people I was living with, mm-hmm. you know. Wow. And um, so anyway, uh, fast forward through that a little bit. Um, you know, I guess another a big tragedy in my life, um, you know, that uh, it's kind of shaped who I am. Um I guess uh, about 15 years ago, um, my mom committed suicide. So uh, she had attempted suicide first, and um, you know she was just really depressed. And uh, she had attempted by pills. I was in college at the University of Tennessee at the time, and mm-hmm. drove up to Paducah and was with her. And you know she promised she was never going to do that again. You know, and, uh, and then sure enough, you know. I found out uh, in January, January 30th of uh, 2002, she used a gun this time and, uh, mm. you know, uh, took her life. So that obviously had a big impact on me mm. as well. Um, <clears throat> so, um, you know, um, wound up moving around the country with, with work and, um, and moved to Charlotte for a short stint. That's where I met my wife, uh, Ashley, and then... Uh, she followed me out to LA for some reason and, you know, back here. So when Ashley and I met, um, you know, we were dating, but, uh, you know, it was, we, we hadn't been dating that long when I took the job in California. And so I was out there and then she followed me out there and I just, I don't know, I, I had a hard time, I think, because of everything that happened to me, you know, through, through my childhood and, and, and even adulthood that I had a hard time being vulnerable. Right. And because I've been hurt right. every way possible through relationships mm. um, that uh, yeah, I just couldn't get serious with anybody. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, it's just one, one thing to the next. Right. And uh, so I remember coming back from a, a trip and uh, telling her, Hey, listen, I'm out, you know, this, uh, I like you. You're a great person, but I'm not in love with you. I, I couldn't love him. I, I couldn't love anybody. You know, I just, mm. I couldn't, you know, it was, and uh, I don't know if it's because I didn't feel like I was loved or, or not. So anyway, I, I told her that and I uh, was essentially breaking up with her and she goes, I'm pregnant. Like immediately afterwards mm. told me that. Mm. And, you know, it was interesting when Brian Brenner was talking about something this morning about the crossroad. Yeah that I think if I hadn't grown up in the situation that I'd grown up with, you know, the, the instability, the really no dad there, just all the situation with that, that 
I, I, I don't know what I would have said then, but I, I immediately said, you know what, we're going to figure this out. I'm going to stick in this. We're going to, you know, I'm not leaving you. I, I didn't, wasn't in love with her at the time, you know, mm-hmm. but, uh, you know, we just had our 12th anniversary and we've got five beautiful kids. And, but you know what, that first, you know, the first until the journey, really, I was, I was an awful husband. I mean, I loved her and I love my kids, but you know, um, I was, I was not the husband that God called me to be. Right. But like you just said, you had the orphan spirit probably. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, the journey, I, I mean, my wife would sit here and tell you that, that, that changed how I was as a husband to her. And I wasn't mean to her, but I was just, just, um, not, not, not the husband I need to be, you know? So, um, yeah, five kids now and, uh, you know, going on, uh, in our third season here. And, uh, you know, I think, uh, God's, uh, God's done an amazing thing in my life and he, and he still is, you know, from this brokenness and I, you know, that was the, uh, the snapshot. There's, there's a lot more that, that, yeah, that goes yeah. into that. And I don't, I know we don't have a ton of time, but I, I felt right. it was important to kind of share some of my brokenness. Um, some of it, my fault, a lot of it, not my fault. Yeah. You know, and, uh, God's been faithful and I can go back and cause I used to just weave that story of it's, it was all negative, but I can go back now, you know, with a different perspective and see, but God did this, but God did that. But yeah. you know what I mean? In yeah. hindsight and see where he was there and showed up so many different times. And he still does that. Well, even guiding you to Tulsa to victory Christian, where you met Ron and then, you know, mm-hmm. and Ron's been a key guy in your yep. life and has helped you on your Christian journey. And, yeah. Yeah. Well, and even to, uh, you know, Ron and I, uh, both signed up for the military at the same time. I wanted to be a seal, you know, and, um, uh, Ron was going to be a ranger and you look in our yearbooks, Gordon and Griffin, you know, that's what it says underneath. Mm. And I thought that's, that's all I ever wanted to do, you know, and, uh, join the military and go out there and kick butt. And, um, God had other plans. I think about Rocky's story with uh, his injury. Right. So I tore my ACL right before I was supposed to ship off and, uh, Ron, you know, went on his path and I was just like, what, what now? You know, and uh, it was a crossroads. Uh huh. Not by choice, <laughs> yeah. uh, but it was a crossroads nonetheless. And uh, who knows what would have happened if uh, if I'd gone down that route? I, I'd probably be dead. I mean, to be honest with you, or what? Something. Yeah, yeah. And the more we something get to, not good. The more we get to know God, we just and trust Him. We know that He was there all along, and, and He's had a plan all along. You know. And, yeah. But you have to get to know Him to know how intimately He is involved yeah. in our lives. You know. Totally, and, and I think it's like, hey, I didn't get to do the uh, the physical, real world soldier as we see it, but I'm a different soldier, right? You know, uh, right. in God's army. And oh, yeah. that's the a way, way more important battle. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we, we talk about it all the time, yeah. but I feel like journey groups are like special forces. I mean, it is. You're going and rescuing men from the darkness, you know, and, uh, scripture even talks about that, you know, that, that mm-hmm. we're called to go do that and help, help, you know, take, Take them out of the dungeon, out of the darkness, yep. you know, remove the, the blindness from their eyes. You know, they become oaks of righteousness. You know, I, I love right. that verse. But uh, We were talking about David's mighty warriors. That's right. Yeah. yeah. And that just totally, you know, when somebody said that to me not too long ago, a mentor said, hey, you're one of David's mighty warriors. And I was like, what? What is that? I like the sound of that. And then once I looked into it, it's like, and that's kind of really out here with F3, 
And, yeah. and, and yeah. those guys, I know you want to dig into that a little bit because that'll, that'll be coming to Tulsa, Northwest Arkansas. It's just a matter yeah. of time, but that's, that's our battlefield out here. Right. Yeah. Our, uh, yeah. And so let's, let's talk about that. You know, we, we throw around the word, you know, warriors and all that kind of stuff yeah. with, with all the influencer groups, but in particular out here, there's a bunch of ex-military guys who've started a, a group called F3 and the three F stand for fitness, fellowship and faith, fitness, fellowship and faith. So these are crazy guys getting up at five in the morning and going doing these army workouts and stuff. Mm-hmm. It, it reminds me of CrossFit, but it's different, it uh, is. but there's also a community built around it and faith's a big component of it, you know? It is. Um, so you, when you went through the journey, you started seeing how this could fit into that merge with that community, right? Immediately, right? So F3 started actually here in Charlotte. That's the hub for it. And and the two guys, uh, Dredd, Dredd was a ex-Special Forces guy mm-hmm. uh, who's now an attorney and uh, ODB. I'm not sure what he does. I've never, never met him, but they just started working out in a park one day. Um, and they'd been working out somewhere else, but there was no place for them anymore. So they just started, you know, just the two of them. And it just like, and then they invited some guys and it just kind of like the journey, right? Just organically grew, mm-hmm. right? And it grew because guys are so hungry for a place where there's community, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, guys are isolated out there. I mean, right. totally, right? And right. they're non emotional and they're not talking, or they, they don't communicate their emotions well and they don't have their girlfriends, so to speak, but there's not a place for them. Um, you know, to, to, to meet up and, and sharpen one another and, and have this community. Right. And, and there's so much confusion around what does it even mean to be a Christian guy today? You know, the world looks at it as, you know, it's, it's weak, you know, it's weak and, uh, feminine and, and, you know, what does a strong Christian man look like, you know? And so with, with F3, which started out, you know, in, in, in a park and, and now it's all over the, all over the world. You know, um, it came to the F- Fort Mill in 2013, and I was one of the early guys in there. Mm-hmm. And uh, you get your name when you're there. And, uh, you know, there's the fitness component. So there's boot camps. And now they, you know, as it grows, there'll be runs and then there'll be the rucks, you know, and, and, and stuff like that. But then the cool thing about it is there's the fellowship and the lunches and the, the get togethers and stuff like that. And then there's the faith component, right? Which, you know, here in the fort on Fridays, we have chicken and wisdom, you know, and they've got all these cool names and acronyms in, mm-hmm. in F3. Right. Yeah. And um, so chicken and wisdom is just a Bible study um, that they meet at after they work out you okay. know, on Friday mornings. And they've got those Bibles and biscuits, you know, over in Rock Hill and so on and so forth. And uh, it's really giving guys uh, an environment, a space to where they can come in, they can work out together. They build that that community, that trust. And um and uh, at the end of every F3 workout, they lock shields, right? And then that's what they call it. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what they've been calling it. They lock shields and pray for one another. And it's a come as you are. And uh, guys are so hungry for that. Um, so the F3 was already here when I discovered the journey. And I immediately, and I think I told you, even back in 2015, mm-hmm. I'm like, there is, we could tap into that. I mean, there's Cause, already. Cause you you kind of told me, I think that the faith component maybe was a little bit weak, like it could be stronger. The guys could go deeper. Oh, totally. And then, then you saw this maybe fitting that need. Absolutely. Yeah. And because there's no, there's no really structure or curriculum to the, the faith component. It's just all whatever anybody wants to do. There's no uniform, do this or do that, or even in certain religion. But most of you guys are, are Christian, right? right? So, um, I would say in the fort, when you look at all the other regions and in around Charlotte, 
the third F here in the forts, the strongest of all the regions, you know. Um, and, and you, I remember you thinking your vision was if it takes hold here, other F3 regions will find out about it and they might jump on, jump in. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. So I was in, uh, I was in Memphis. It was either earlier this year or last year. And F3 had just gotten really started out there. They'd gone out and planted and, uh, Jay Thompson knew a couple of the guys that were doing it, and he introduced me to the the Nantan. That's the head F three guy out there. Uh, Gus is his F three name, and wanted me to, to come out there and talk to them. So I went and did a, a boot camp workout with them. Five fifteen in the morning, raining. We're in a ball field. There's a deer that somehow gets in there, is running around and running. It was, a, it was the craziest morning ever. But we all went afterwards to grab coffee, and I shared, you know, what the journey was all about. Right. Yeah. So it's just. That's a great way to, to get guys just to develop those relationships and develop that trust, right? Yeah. And, and that rapport. And then once you have that, you know, to, to take them into something like the journey, it's just it's such a natural fit. Yeah, yeah. And you you invited me to join a workout. Of course, yep. you, you I don't know if you invited me or no, told I, me I had to do it. Yeah. To get I warned you. Grand. I said, get some workouts in before you get here, which I don't think you I, did. I don't think I did. <laughs> I didn't throw up. That was you a good thing. You survived. <laughs> no, but I, but I really thought it was really cool. Yep. I mean, it was a real encouraging environment. And you didn't have to be the most buff, fit guy. You mm-hmm. could be any kind of guy. You yep. come and everybody's going to encourage him and help carry the his load if they yep. have to, you know. So it was really cool. I mean, and I do see it fitting together and building some community, you know, where we have influencers groups and stuff. So, yeah, I'm hoping it comes to Northwest Arkansas. Well, I, what, what I think is neat here is that I think there's certain regions like Tulsa and Northwest Arkansas where there isn't F3 yet, but there's Journey. Uh-huh. Where Journey can bring... F3 there. Right, right. Right. And I think that's going to happen. It'll probably happen in Tulsa first, unless I'm surprised. But yeah, the the inverse of kind of how it was here. Yeah, because a lot where the journey's been going, we got a lot of guys who've been through the journey, but they're not as connected mm-hmm. in community. They're out there, they're abiding, but they're not connected in community as much. So I would encourage anybody listening to this podcast, you know, uh, get back to Brian or me and, you know, let, let us know where you're at. And uh, I can I can let you know uh, if F three is there or you know or if it's coming you know that's a great it's, place to get it's plugged into. Similar into influencers, it takes a champion to kind of to grab hold of it, it and, and kind of lead the effort, I guess, for starters. Yep. You know, so just like we're looking for champions everywhere. So mm-hmm. yeah, so uh, so it's kind of growing. It's starting, to, you know, and you, and you this trip was the first time you gave me the vision for influencers dash Carolinas. Yes. So not just South Carolina. I didn't Carolina, ask. I just said it. <laughs> North and South Carolina. So Glenn is uh, aiming his eyes on uh, both Carolinas. Mm-hmm. So uh, so tell everybody how, how they can be praying for you and, and for what's happening here. Yeah. Uh, for me, I think uh, specifically selfishly, you know, I'm at, I'm at a point where I'm, I'm an executive with, you know, one of the the largest hotel chain in the world. You know, I'm pretty high up the food chain and got five kids and a lot of bills and I feel, I don't feel, I know that I've been called to this ministry, um, uh, of, of influencers. And, uh, you know, it's really, where's that transition point from, <clears throat> you know, doing work full time and, and, and doing this and, and kind of what's next. Right. Mm-hmm. So I think that, uh, hopefully is going to work itself out, um, sooner rather than later. Uh, so I would you, say that you're like I was when I was running a business. My heart was already with influencers, oh, but, yeah, totally. but, but I had all these practical things about how I'm sure. going to pay my bills and all that kind of stuff. Exactly. Know, to figure out. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> 
yeah, so we'll see. Uh, God, God will provide. Um, mm-hmm. So there's that, and just uh, man, just just pray that uh, you you know we've got some great guides here, um, mm-hmm. and that uh, you know, if we don't mess this up, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we're we're new, and uh, we just got a lot of opportunity, you know, ahead of us. So um, we've already seen, you know, we're we're just now into our third week of the of the journey here with this with these four groups just the usual you know devil being up to what he's up to you know not right. only attacking the guides uh disqualifying you know people in the hospital marriages broken i mean right. so many marriages right. right you know and that's just where he divides you he hits you hard there and church is breaking up you know um it, it's it's insane right so just recognizing discernment um but uh you know putting on that armor right yeah. And, uh, well, I, I, I see God's hand on it. You know, even I've been following the whole thing, from yeah. the, even going back to Ron, you know, yep. and kudos to Ron because he successfully transferred the DNA of what the journey really is to you because, because mm-hmm. it's the same journey that we're doing other places. You know, it's, it's been successfully transferred. So, right. uh, and God has raised, our prayer was to raise up some more guides because they weren't really raised up at first. They weren't, they mm-hmm. weren't stepping up, but he's really done that now because mm-hmm. we've gotten to meet a lot of them on this trip yeah, and, and they're great. They're the real deal. These, these guys get it. So, uh, it's awesome. Yeah. So, well, cool. Cool. Well, our time's up pretty much, but, uh, yeah, Glenn, thank you for all you're doing, man. And we'll be praying for you and Appreciate Ashley it. and those yeah. kiddos throw out your kids' names so we can be praying. All right. You know, you might want to write this down. Uh, <laughs> Gavin, Grayson, she met, she's my daughter, my only daughter, four boys and one girl, Grayson, Gage, Gunner, and Gannon. Okay. All G names. You didn't catch that. Yeah. So. Yeah. And we were at his house last night. He, they fixed us dinner and a uh, mm-hmm. bunch of great kids yep. running all over the place. <laughs> yeah. Got our hands full. Oh, yeah. It's awesome. All, uh, Gavin's the oldest. He just turned 12. So we've got uh, 12, year, 12 years down to uh, Gannon's getting ready to turn two in November. So you can imagine. <laughs> he was a little tank too. Yeah. Yeah. He is a little tank. <laughs> Well, cool. Well, thank, thanks, Glenn. So, uh, well, anyway, yeah, you guys be praying for uh, Fort Mill, South Carolina, or actually for the whole Carolinas area and uh, what God wants to do. So uh, they're launching a bunch of groups right now. So it's going to be going to be cool to check back in and see what's going on with them. So maybe maybe we'll do another future podcast about that. So anyway, I uh, hope you uh, know all about all our podcasts we've been doing out there. You can find everything on www.influencers.org as well as info about the new curriculum changes and uh, we'll be doing some uh, some new guide training videos uh, coming up in the next month or so so uh, be looking for all that make sure you're on our email list so you can get notifications about all that all that's on the website so anyway this has been the influencer network podcast i'm uh, brian craig your host and i'm going to keep encouraging you to abide in christ and go make disciples god bless you out there and go.